Hello, I'm Neil Whelan and welcome to the Wesleyan Next Step podcast. This is another two-part and with me again is Isabel Skinner from Wesleyan Student Liaison Team. Welcome back, Izzy. Hi, Neil. Thank you. So you've been on the road this week. Where have you been? Wow, it's been a busy one. So we were in Eastbourne on Monday seeing some students and then we had another fantastic Next Step Live event in Plymouth with the dental students on Wednesday. I was at the Plymouth one we did last year and it was a really, really good one, but... I missed this one, sadly, but apparently the Q&A was really good at the end of this one. They were all really engaged, weren't they? It was fantastic. So we had a really good turnout, about 40 students. Um, Obviously, the events are really interactive. So during the session, loads of questions were being asked. I was running around with the microphone, making sure everyone could hear. Then even at the end, you know, our panellists were battling to get their dinner because we had queues of students asking questions. So it sounds like it was a really useful session. It's finding that balance between finding out all the information you want and get your tea afterwards it's so like oh, which one do I want more and do I want to put my hand up in front of all the crowd or will I wait till after that's right yeah because you know they do just crowd around the speakers I mean it's Sheffield not a peep out of the audience but afterwards they were like being mobbed like rock stars at the front of the stage can't blame them anyway you've been on the Skype again and you've been talking to Fraser Thompson, so what's his story? Absolutely. So we met Fraser Thompson at the Edinburgh Next Step event in 2019 with the medical students. And from what he said, you know, something that really stood out to me was the fact that he'd lived and studied in Scotland. So he graduated from Edinburgh Medical School in 2019, but he had moved to Oxford to do his foundation training, which is obviously a really, you know, considerable thing to do. Mm-hmm. Relocation is a really important factor when you're applying for the foundation programme because it's kind of that toss-up between am I going to stay close to my university town or am I going to move away to chase new opportunities or be closer to family? So it's really great to hear Fraser talk firsthand about how he made those decisions and how that affected him. Okay, and with that, let's hear what you two have to say. Yeah, uh, so I'm Fraser. Um, I'm an FY1 currently working in the Oxford Deanery. Uh, just past the six-month mark, and um, for some reason in Oxford we do three-month rotations. So I've actually just switched jobs. Um, so I've been working in paediatrics and neonatal for the last six months, um, and now back to adult medicine, uh, hoping to pursue orthopedics though. So my jobs just now aren't particularly related to that, but still getting a lot of experience at the same time and uh, enjoying life down south, having just come from Edinburgh. Fantastic. So it's funny you should mention that. Um, One of the things that really piqued my interest when I met you at the Edinburgh Next Step event in 2019 was that you had made the move from obviously doing medical school in Edinburgh to coming and starting your foundation training in Oxford. Um, So my first question will kind of be, what was it that drew you to Oxford? Um, So I... Loved my time in Edinburgh, um, had the most fantastic time, but decided that I, you know, had been there for five years at that point in time, um, and I grew up not too far away from Edinburgh as well, um, so I felt like I knew it very well, um, probably likely to settle there, so I saw it was a good opportunity to, to move away, um, and when I was thinking about different places to move, um, I wasn't particularly drawn to any of the other sort of cities in Scotland who had any yeah, particular attachment to them, to be honest, um, to decide that I was going to move down south. Uh, I thought about London, um, but then I also thought about how expensive London was. <laughs> so I ended up just looking at a few different places uh, and ended up picking sort of Bristol and Oxford as my sort of top two um, places to go. 
uh, supplied for those. Um, and yeah, I've had a great time so far and I've heard good things about both of them prior to applying. Sure, makes a lot of sense. I mean, both absolutely beautiful cities. Um, I'm from down south as well, so I can see the appeal completely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and you're still kind of getting the city experience that you might in London, but perhaps not quite so full on. So. Yeah, well, actually, what I didn't really realise at the time was quite how close it is to London. So right now, um, I'm on my sort of year out as such. So I'm in Windsor this year and I moved to Oxford itself in the summer. Um, but it's been fantastic being so close to London. Uh, my dad works there. All my friends that aren't medics moved there after uni. And um, being in such close radius has actually been fantastic in itself. Um, and Oxford is also an amazing city. I'd only been once before actually moving down, um, but really enjoy it. Um, I think it's a great city. Small, but really nice at the same time. Yeah, beautiful. I can see why you made the choice, definitely. So um, what would you say that you did to kind of prepare for the move? I mean, it's a, it's a very long way to go. Yeah. Um, so I guess I would have found out about... Um, my sort of placement in the Oxford Deanery uh, at the start of March um, and it wasn't probably until I got my job, my specific job at the end of, uh, sorry, in the, at the start of April that I really began planning where to go. Um, I wouldn't say you can really plan as to moving down before you have your job because although you might be in Oxford Deanery for example, like myself, you're not necessarily going to be in Oxford itself the entire time. Um, so I didn't start thinking about the actual move itself until I had my job and knew exactly where I was going to be. Um, and then from there, I ended up uh, joining a Facebook group with all the junior doctors that were moving down um, to find out who was thinking of living where um, and then use that uh, Facebook group as a sort of opportunity to find different people to potentially share a flat with. Uh, upon moving south. So that was probably my initial steps in terms of making the move. Um, alongside the actual physical move, there's a lot of admin stuff that comes along with actually taking the job itself. Um, it's There's a lot to, uh, to do, but you'd have that regardless if you stayed or if you moved. So I was always going to have that. So yeah, it was a bit of a combination of the two. Um, and it was tricky um, trying to find somewhere being up in Edinburgh whilst trying to find a place down south in Oxford. But luckily, one of my flatmates was actually at King's College in London. So she was able to make trips out um, to to source somewhere to stay. That's fantastic. Well, it's obvious that you have people kind of on hand. I guess that makes a massive difference. And it rolls on really nicely to my question, next question, which would be, how did you kind of manage those pressures? I mean, in the last few months of medical school, you know, doing exams and, you know, still doing clinics, but also, you know, preparing for the move and even preparing for F1. I mean, how did you find and do you have any tips for juggling all of those things? Yeah, so in Edinburgh, we were quite lucky um, in that our finals were in February. So I actually believe the year below start their finals tomorrow. Um, so they finish all of the sort of um, high intensity work with exams and placements etc uh, in February so thereafter um, you go an elective um, and you also do your assistantship and I think most universities have got a similar format to that now um, so actually when it came to organising all of the move which was primarily sort of May time for me um, I was doing my assistantship which was 
uh, a lot more relaxed and wasn't having to revise in the evenings, have weekends off. So that actually wasn't too bad. Um, if I did have to juggle it with um, studying, that would have been a lot more difficult. But from what I gather, most universities don't have finals quite that late anymore. That's good to hear. Sounds like a positive change to kind yeah, of yeah. yeah make things a little bit more manageable. Um, so obviously discussing finances is obviously a really important part of what we do with the next step. So one of my questions to, um, to you would be, what were the financial implications of relocating? Do you think that your experience was different to anyone staying more local or is there anything that really stands out for you? Um, in terms of differing from somebody uh, more local, I guess if somebody was staying in Edinburgh, they could just continue their current flat lease um, and they wouldn't have to fork out for a deposit or anything like that or have the actual expense of moving itself. Um, but it is a financial burden moving down itself and I would advise people uh, making sure they do have some money aside and not kind of pitching up a month before their move um, and then suddenly finding all these extra costs that they have. Um, so you have to factor in the fact uh, that, you know, you're going to have a deposit to pay for a flat if you're renting. You're going to have to pay your first month's rent, um, all of your startup bills so for Wi-Fi, electricity, um, gas, etc. And you have to do that all without actually having received a paycheck. Um, so I moved down at the end of July um, and then didn't receive my first paycheck until the end of August. So I had to foot all of these costs and then living costs as well for a month. Um, and it, that, I was quite lucky in that I planned ahead for that. So it didn't hit me too hard. And I'd advise people to do the same thing. Um, because uh, the temptation is, you know, with your elective and a relatively big summer before you start to just go and blow all your money in holidays. Um, and I would still recommend going as many holidays as you can because it's very limited when you actually start working. But um, definitely have it in the back of your mind that you might need to pay these uh, these big costs. Definitely. No, that's really good advice. Thank you. Um, so another thing I guess to consider is kind of getting settled into a new city so it's not just the kind of practicality of moving it's that once you're there how did you kind of spread your roots and get settled? Yeah um, so obviously you, you meet all the, the new junior doctors starting which is great um, and they often try and run events at the start um, to try and get you all mingling get to know each other and you all do your induction together which tends to be quite a social thing because you still don't have any actual pressures of working you're just kind of turning up to lectures similar to university um, so that is a great way of meeting other people um, but for me I always like to make sure that I've got sort of friends out with the medical field because otherwise your whole life can become completely engulfed in medicine um, so that was definitely trickier it's not that the same as university when you have like all these different events and things going on so it's definitely trickier to meet people if you rock up to a new city without um, knowing any sort of people there beforehand. Um, so I joined a hockey club when I moved down, um, which has been fantastic um, in that I've got to meet people that I otherwise would not cross paths with at all. Um, everyone does various different things and it's quite nice when I go out with them, um, whether I'm playing or just going to a social thing with them. Uh, 
I'm not talking about work 24 seven. Um, and I definitely have noticed a lot of other doctors that have moved to the area without knowing anyone before, and they don't have anything in place like that. And their kind of friend circle equates to only the other, the other medics, um, which can be a very tight knit environment at the same time. Uh, and then also I had my friends in London, so I, I probably go into London well, near every week, uh, basically. So I still catch up with friends from university. So if you can do that as well, it's also fantastic. Yeah, brilliant. It's really interesting what you say about kind of having friends that aren't medics. It's something I hear quite often at the next step. And because work-life balance is something we discuss so much, I mean, it makes complete sense to me that it's nice just to hear something a little bit different for once. So, yeah, that's good. And I know you also mentioned that um, before you moved down, you joined a Facebook group. So was that something relatively easy to find? Yeah, so there's, there's normally some keen bean out there that's created a Facebook group um, and I would always recommend trying to find it because it makes things so much easier, If uh, first of all, for finding places to stay and if you've got questions that you're not sure of the answers to, no doubt there's somebody else that's got the same question um, as well. So you can talk to each other in the group, um, whether it's to do with filling in your uh, endless admin forms or um just generally finding out what life's like at the hospital is very useful so i would definitely recommend finding i guess it's similar to uh university in that there's facebook groups for as you have in halls of residence at university you have the same for um for your um junior doctor cohort. sure yeah no that's really good advice um do you have any other tips like that that you might be able to give a student who's considering moving fairly far away for their foundation training um, so if you know anybody that's moved to the area beforehand, um, it's always useful, I feel, to ask. Um, so I unfortunately didn't know anybody in the years above me um, that was moving to Oxford Deanery. Um, so I wasn't able to ask anyone there. But when I was considering moving to Bristol, a few friends that actually had gone to Bristol in the year above me. So I got in contact with them, asked them how things works, um, asked them you know, what hospitals they would recommend, what kind of jobs they would recommend, where to live, all these kind of things. So if you do know somebody there already, um, definitely get in touch with them and they'll no doubt be very helpful. Um, and I also find out which other people in my own year were moving down to the area. Um, and again, just kind of chat about these different questions, like where are you going to live, um, where are you taking your jobs, all these kind of things. Definitely. No, it sounds like really good advice. So kind of asking as many people as possible, really get, get, getting those networks out there. Yeah, definitely. Networking as much as possible. And, you know, they've probably been in the same situation as well. So then all the people I've spoken to have been more than happy to, to offer advice. And that's our show for this week. Thank you to Isabella Fraser. Izzy, you'll be back next time for part two of that interview. But in the meantime, where can we find out more about the next step? Absolutely. So, best place to go is our website, which is www.wesleyan.co.uk forward slash the next step. We've actually got loads of really fantastic content based around the topic of relocation at the moment from past panellists and junior doctors and dentists. So, if you're looking for more information, that's definitely where I'd recommend you go. We also have social media channels. So, we've got our Facebook, which is the next step Wesleyan, and Instagram at the Wes Next Step so you can keep up to date with new events and content. Thank you very much. And if you want to find out more about Wesleyan generally, we're at wesleyan.co.uk, on Twitter, at Wesleyan, 
on Instagram at Wesleyan underscore UK and you can search for us on Facebook and LinkedIn. But that's it for now. So thank you for that, Izzy. Thanks for having me. And until next time, thanks for listening.